Geekly, we're talking about... Defenders. Defenders. And tonight here with us is... Who are you? Terrence Crawford. Hell yeah, our buddy from New York. We met at last year's New York Con. It was a fucking great time, by the way. Um, and you're going to be our New York correspondent this year. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm weekly geeked. You're weekly geeked out. Fuck yeah, dude. We still got to send you that care package. We're going to get you some stuff. We've just been kind of lazy lately. <laughs> Terrence is the That is my forte. Away. I'm psyched about it, though. We're psyched Hell yeah. about it. So, so psyched. I hear psyched. you already got three of your cosplays lined up. What are they? I am doing... Uh, this is really exciting, actually. I'm doing Wally West, Kid Flash, on yes! Thursday. Yes! Sorry, I'm a big fan. I'm doing Miles Morales on Sunday. Nice. And I'm doing Finn from Star Wars in between. Nice, your favorite. Of course, of course. <laughs> you gotta pull the Finn out. Yes. I'm a, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited for the Kid Flash! Like... Oh I, I've God. got it literally in my closet, just chilling. Hell yeah. Dude. I saw a picture of it earlier. It looks legit. Holy cow. <laughs> like, I... All got, custom. Oh my gosh. You gotta you gotta do, like, a teaser photo of your co like your cosplay, you know? Like, not the whole thing, but, oh, like... Oh, he's got one up. You oh, do you? Yeah, on what? his Facebook. I need check to it check out. it out. I saw yeah. it the other day. You sent it to me, and I was, like, wetting myself over here. I'm behind right now. Sorry, I'm catching up. <laughs> catching up. <laughs> Been out of the geek fear, sphere for a while. Oh, my gosh. What's happening? I'll look at that, Terrence. I'm very excited. Hell, yeah, dude. That's awesome. I'm excited for you to go. I know you You said you already got a couple buddies lined up, but don't let me know anything. I do. I got... Don't tell me anything. I don't want to know. Aww. Just surprise. No, no, no spoilers. Yes, just surprise. I don't, I don't care who it is or what you're doing. Just surprise me, because... We had a I fun will time. say we have some sick shit lined up though. Hell yeah, dude! Getting my heart pumping over here. I do have a question. I don't know if you know this, but I'm curious. Is are the numbers higher this year for people attending? Do you know? Like, has it grown? I don't know because they're not finished selling tickets yet. Thursday's tickets are still available. Oh, oh wow. cool. Okay. Okay. I'm just you know but, like stuff like this is growing, so I'm just kind of curious like hell how. Yeah. Well, last year was last what? Last year, I think we either matched or beat um, San Diego Comic Con. Right. What? So. They said it was at least a quarter of a million people last year. Nice. Imagine That's next insane. year. That's insane. We're trying to go next yeah. year, so imagine right. next year. It's going to be even yes. bigger. We'll see you there next year. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's, it's getting bigger every year. Fuck yeah. Aww, that's what's awesome about it. Was it was so big last year that it, they couldn't even keep it all at the Javits Center. They like spread it out to other buildings too. Like the Walking Dead thing was like down the street. I was like, oh, what yeah, the, the hell? Park. Like, they spread out and some you other know, stuff. Uh, the building's under construction this year, so we're losing part of it. Oh, shit. So, so that means they're yeah. going to stretch it out even more, right? Yeah, Artist Alley is, is like under construction, so that entire thing is closed off. Oh, oh wow. damn. <laughs> so do you know any names that are gonna be there like i'm just curious of who might be there this year yeah this year Anybody this year of big? course the big headliner is mark hamill hell yes oh man kevin conroy uh they've got the animaniacs cast um nice yeah. that is cool we just had uh rob paulson at ocon this year the, he does yako fucking genius crazy man. talented yeah he does the song everywhere he goes, the the different countries of the world song. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. So fucking cool. And then he updates it like <laughs> as they get new countries formed and shit. That's very I, interesting. You're speechless. I, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I 
seen no that worries. video and I've seen him update it and I remember watching Animaniacs like as a kid and watching him do that thing. The fact that he's still doing it is insane. Right. And the I fact mean, that he's doing it live is crazy. Well, and most like cartoons don't last that long, man. It, that's one that they did and it do- didn't matter how long it actually aired. It was a classic. So it just kind of, everyone knew it, you know? It's like the Flintstones. Didn't air forever, but right. you're always going to know what it is. And I respect people right. in that genre that can continue to make a career as they get older because... There's a lot of people that do voice work and then just don't do anything else or are only known for one role. But then there's the voice actors that are like the the lady that does Bart Simpson does like a million other voices, including Harley yeah, Quinn. Yeah. Like people like that where I'm just like, holy shit, like that's the pinnacle of the that. entire cast of The Simpsons is pro like prolific, like Hank Azaria, like right. all those guys. And it's funny because it's like. Not that many people, <laughs> but there's so like, many cast like members. Six, it's like six times. Right. Same thing with Futurama, I'm pretty city. sure. Yeah, I love those shows. But we are here to talk about one show, Defenders. I know you fucking did your research and grilled down, but I just want to know flat out, what was your impression of like the first opening of that season? Like just how, like episode one, or just like the like the first outing. I'll say like the first half of this half of the show, like the first four episodes. What was your impression? The first four episodes were thrilling. It was like, it was kind of like a miniature version of seeing like the Avengers together the first time. Like nothing will ever match that. Like seeing all those different franchises come together. Right. But this was a nice like wedding of the appetite. Okay. Yeah. I would give it that. I. I love how they tired Iron Fist straight in from the beginning into kind of everyone's moral compass. Even before they met, there was stuff that they were going through that you could see they're going to tie in with Iron Fist. Like uh, Luke Cage comes and finally addresses his privilege. And you could tell that his entire life people have been looking at him in a certain way, but he had never really noticed the right reason why they did you know he never noticed what that was from day one he had no privilege but he was born into it and he didn't even know that but now luke cage is sitting here like dude can't go around smacking people with that fist no one's gonna do anything to you if i did that they'd put me back in fucking seagate like <laughs> and like yeah, right. even daredevil being like an older brother to him kind of and, and jessica jones giving him the shit where she should have it worked but the first half i'm not gonna lie i was just sitting there waiting for something to happen and that's my that's my only bag against like the first four episodes was it was a little too detective like they they pulled jessica jones in real deep you know what i mean and that's not bad but i'm just a sucker for the kung fu so i was like ah no i agree with you and this is strange because jessica jones show her own show didn't have this much detective work in it really like see i didn't get that far into it Tori. we only got like three episodes in the thing about the Jessica Jones show is she doesn't, like, start her detective work until literally the last episode. So, <laughs> when, yeah, so the last episode is her, like, picking up the phone, like, alias investigations, which is what I wanted to see the entire show. So I was thrilled she was doing some real detecting this time. Right. But I felt it bogged down what I really wanted to see, which was a bunch of superpower people fighting some ninjas. Right. <laughs> Always. And if I could say something, when... They did a beautiful job of introing all the characters with the filter of their color. Yeah. They did yellow for Luke Cage, more green accents for Iron Fist, red for Daredevil with the neon light. Like, that was beautiful. Was, and then when they, met, when they met in that Chinese restaurant, dude, oh my god, all the colors were everywhere. I was like, this is perfect. And they kept it up for, like, a majority of the series. Like, right. Um, 
the conversation in the dojo between Luke and Danny, where they've got the the kind of green wooden like karate block behind Luke and the yellow and black punching bag behind Danny. I yeah. thought that was great. That was perfect because it was very parallel. Like someone's paying attention. Great. Right. Thank you for at least catering to my visual needs. <laughs> like I love that kind right. of stuff where it's forethought like that. My only bag is like from that point on in the Chinese restaurant, the hand turned into guys wielding machine guns instead of ninjas and they showed you the entire hand but it was like so scattered you know the hand is such an like ill-defined villain it's so vague that you can't really have your heroes go up against them like if they got up against kingpin no one would have these complaints because we all know why kingpin is doing what he's doing right it doesn't really make sense to say like the secret to eternal life is under new york city and if you if you grab it, the city will crumble. I don't really know what the hand's goal was. Right. I thought when I saw the first building exploding, I don't know about you, babe, but like I was thinking, okay, they're just literally going to blow up the entire city. Right. Like, that's their plan. Like I didn't and know I anything had to do with that substance. And I was like, okay. I mean, I get that kind of draws in the whole Electra character, but at the same time, did it really need to? You know? It didn't. The thing about Electra is she's also kind of ill-defined like we know that she's the black sky but i don't know what that means like what does it mean to be the black sky like you're good at fighting right you're super fucking badass <laughs> like you're good like, at all these different weapons i don't know she was throwing around luke cage but then again so were some of these ninjas like right and it doesn't say that much i mean honestly i don't know it was very that's the whole my whole thing with this series is it was well executed but like you said ill-defined and yes I liked seeing the five different fingers of the hand, but I hated seeing them in weakness. Because you get mm. built up between all these seasons thinking that they're this omnipotent power, but then you're like, nope, they're just a bunch of squabbling babies that ran away from Kung Lung, you know? Like, not even between the different seasons, like, literally from minute to minute. Like, Stick says that one of the hand leaders can, like, stop Luke Cage's heart with a bunch of punches, and then you start to see it, and you're like, oh, how's Luke Cage gonna get out of this? And then Luke Cage gets hit by a truck, and you're like, wait, what the shit? Right. And you're like, okay, good way to end it, I guess. <laughs> like, hmm. Like, I literally had to, like, stop and, like, look back to see if I missed something, because Luke Cage gets hit by a truck, then he comes back, he's like, nope, kidnap this dude. What? Right. <laughs> right. When did that happen? <laughs> Although, I right. will say this. Out of all the hand members, I think my favorite was Sawande. Yes. And I'll say that just because when they kidnapped him, he had the best monologue about the chair and about the chair becoming a throne and how powerful the hand is. But then after he dies, <laughs> it's like straight back into like Madame Gao and Alexandria bitching at each other. And like uh, Bakudo, the unnecessary finger, like just bitching the whole time. And I'm just like, dude. I forget what Colleen's uh, master's name is. Bakudo, uh, yeah. Bakudo, yes, Bakudo. Yeah. Um, I like him because as a finger of the hand, you'd think that he'd be like this cool, like suave dude, but the other members of the hand just rag on him for being obsessed with his students. Right. right. He's just like super weird about his students. Like, obviously they all have their functions. Like I got on, you know, Madame Gao's the heroine one. Uh, right. what was it? Bakudo's the recruiter. Sawande's like the arms dealer and cleanup guy. And then uh, Alexander's, like, the leader. And that other dude must be, like, their hand in, like, I don't know, Asia. Because he only spoke yeah, Japanese. Yes. So I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, they never really, like, united in a good way. 
And that was kind of a bummer to me because if you're going to show them as some huge conquering force for so many seasons, you have to like follow through with it. You know what I mean? We saw them as five like fingers together. We never really saw like the hand, which would have been cool. Right. <laughs> and in my head, you know, it's funny is I kept trying to Just figure thinking. out like which one of them is which finger. And I was like thinking about them in my hand and I was like, you know, I think Madame Gao's the middle finger because like, she's always fucking you over. Yes. She fucks everyone over and only has her own means in mind and is like a serpent and a manipulator, but is also super strong and can have chi powers of her own now that like, I guess that's a thing out of nowhere. Like it's a thing. I thought that was crazy twist because at the end her and Iron Fist are like, Ugh! And he just like kicks her. <laughs> he just like swirl kicks her in the leg. I was like, nice. I just loved how glowy the hands had like Reservoir Dog style conversations about which finger they are. Yeah, probably. That would be <laughs> awesome. Can they just do that? Probably <laughs> have like an after credit scene. Anybody listening to this that can do that, do that. I think Madame Gao is still alive. If we're gonna be honest. Oh, of course. Of I course. think she probably saved Daredevil. She won't die. Because how the fuck? Not yet. I, I mean, spoiler alert. If anyone hasn't seen this, we're cutting to the end half. Like, Daredevil supposedly dies, but doesn't. And I think there's no way he could have survived what he was supposed to survive unless someone supernatural no. helped him. You right. know. But can we talk about that last scene with the with Midland Circle collapsing? I thought that was very dope yeah dude that was so emotional and like a perfect way to tie up their relationship you know what i mean a girl jessica jones with the elevator catch oh my god <laughs> i love how iron fist is always amazed by how strong she is every time she does something he's like she's really strong you're like whoa or wow how'd you do that and it's like <laughs> dude get the fuck over it everyone has superpowers like like you have a glowing fist i need you to chill right you, you punched <laughs> a dragon in the fucking he heart just likes <laughs> like her. why don't you get it <laughs> i don't know but I really I hope. Love, what's I up? loved Danny in this. I just thought he was great. Like yes. a, a huge step up from Iron Fist. And that's sad yep. because Iron Fist could have been a little bit better. They could have pulled a little more into Kun Lun and made him a little less like blank. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Of course. I think they're at but least going to do another Iron Fist. So right, and I hope he gets his fucking costume. <laughs> oh, I think he hopes so too. That would be so um, cool. He's leading up to it. I think that that last scene that he had in The Defenders was definitely leading up to that. Oh, yeah, with the tracksuit thing? Yeah, with the, when he's, like, kneeling out over the city. Yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, Daredevil-esque. I was like, ooh, okay. It kind of goes more with the comics. Gone. Right. And Which like, is a good point that they make. It is all of their cities, technically. Like, that's what I liked about it. When, when all of them were like, this is my city, I was like, none of you are really wrong about that. Like, right. You'll have your little sanctions over it. Because, I mean, think about it. Luke Cage is Harlem. Daredevil's, Harlem's, yeah. Daredevil's Hell Ki Hell's Kitchen. Iron Fist is Manhattan. And then where's Jessica Jones? Jessica Jones also lives in Hell's Kitchen. Okay, so they're kind of got the whole island covered almost. Yeah. Hell yeah. Spider-Man's Queens. We'll never, we'll never see him. Doctor Strange is kind of by Queens. Doctor Strange is in Greenwich Village. So, like, downtown. Yeah. yeah kind of near it i don't know i think they make a good team I when saw... they're getting along i should say yeah i can't wait to <laughs> i don't know see what they do after this this was a really good way to tie them all in together like that hallway fight scene in the third episode fucking danny Rand just tries to walk in and like own shit and then they all just for some reason show up there at the same time and start kicking ass it's so fucking funny and well choreographed I don't know. That it's was perfect. It's brilliant, but for it to work, 
you have to realize that Alexandra called this meeting and these dudes showed up in suits, like, sitting on machine guns. Right. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, honestly. It reminded me of an old kung fu movie where you, they pan back and she's at the end of a desk and they're all like, whoa, with their weapons. Like, it was funny as fuck to me. I love her, like, ridiculous, like, Bond villain white suits no matter the circumstance. Right. Just, like, super clean looking all the time. She, it's weird. She always thought ahead until the last moment where she did not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like... Which, uh, it was a little disappointing just to, to get a glimpse of her at the end of her life if she's lived for centuries, you know? Right. Like, that's my thing with the hand, is they've made them these people that have lived through centuries and centuries, but you see them at their weakest point, and then they die. But at that point, you get kind of cocky. Like, if you've been along, around that long, like, why not? Like, I suppose, a yeah. A lot of people are giving these series shit, man. Like, I'm, I'm kind of sick of hearing about it. Like, people are bitching about Iron Fist, and I still like it. And then even this one, they were like, oh, there's too many jokes and then not enough fighting. And, da, da, da. and I heard it wasn't doing so good in ratings. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I wish they didn't have ratings on the internet because I feel like it ruins it for so many people. You I just I hope mean? they make a next season. Oh, they will. They already signed on. Oh, well, oh. fantastic. They'll do that one, I'm sure, much different i guess as Hell far yeah. as like more action more this more i love that. these it, it reminds me of watching law and order as a kid with my kung parents fu. but with like superheroes and kung fu you know the defenders rounds out their contract though so they can renew and get ostensibly a higher budget hell yeah oh that would be so oh. interesting to see you could, like the endless opportunities of shit they could do yeah and the other characters oh that gosh. tie into that like they're already doing punisher I want to see Hellcat. I don't give a shit about anything else <laughs> but Patsy Walker as Hellcat. Do you think they'd ever do it? Of course, they have to. I will start a personal campaign. That's your personal campaign. Use, you can use the use Weekly Geekly. <laughs> and you can do that. You can make a post. I don't care. Personal Just troll campaign the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> he needs Rachel it. Taylor as Hellcat would make my dreams come true. And as some of you know, I don't know. This is not the original Defenders lineup. In the comics, the original Defenders were Hellcat, Silver Surfer, The Incredible Hulk, Namor, and Doctor Strange. Isn't it weird that they're pulling these characters? It's so weird. Like, but you... I mean, same with Guardians of the Galaxy. That those aren't the original Guardians. True, true. It is weird, man. I, I like it, it, but I th I think. I don't know. I think it's weird because it's like, why not use the original cast members? But I get the reason for vamping it up. You know what I mean? Because right. it's, it's got to be a little bit more relatable. And sometimes exactly. the, the first characters that were written way back in the day are, are too complex to ex like explain. You know what I mean? Like, I'll right. case in point, D DC's Legends of Tomorrow, for me, it's kind of a stretch. Like, some of the characters, I'm oh. just like, you haven't taken enough time to explain this to people that don't know it, you know? See, I feel differently about the Netflix shows than I do about the, especially Legends of Tomorrow, because you just turn off your brain for that one. This, These ones have, like, some depth to them. Legends of Tomorrow, you're just like, all right, you want to fuse with Victor Garber, you do that. Right. All it, right. It's going to be a fun adventure, and you're going to have fun, but you're not really, it's They're just like, going to be emotional. displaced <laughs> Confederate soldiers and Nazis riding dinosaurs. Right. You're like, <laughs> why are you there? It sounds like Kung Fury. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Yeah, right? I feel like that's kind of what it's turned into, those kind of like time-traveling shows that continue to time-travel every fucking episode. It's like, oh, I'm man. sick of it. Hacking the future. Right? Every fucking episode, and we're just like, stop! Have a plot. Like, it's not always fixing stuff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I like these because they do take that kind of law and order emotional drama and mix it in with, like, badass superheroism and kung fu and, I don't know, just really good speeches. Like, I like Daredevil because I got the sense it really was kind of like Law and Order, especially having uh, that guy's kingpin because <clears throat> he was in Law and Order and it kind of gave that portrayal in court, you know? But uh, Kingpin what? is one of the greatest MCU villains, like, hands down. You think? My boy... My I boy murked a dude with a car door. Okay, okay, you got a good point. <laughs> dude, and in prison, he beat the fuck out of Punisher while he was, like, chained up, wasn't didn't he? All right. Yeah, and dared... you, Wilson Fisk does not care about anybody. Wilson Fisk was murdering people with his bare hands. True, true. Okay, I'll give you that. You're, you're coming at and me hard going, with this Fisk. And then going to work the next morning and making, like, omelets. Like, what? <laughs> Staring at a painting for 12 hours, bitch. He lived with it and himself. Deal with it. No, Wilson Fisk is pretty brutal. I'll give you that. But I don't know, man. We'll see who they introduce in the next round of MCU because he might not be – he may be their Thanos or he could just be another step to getting to a bigger, darker – bad guy you know i always say the hero is only as good as his villains and daredevil's got some good villains oh yeah definitely an interesting villain lineup it's not like batman with his rogue gallery or spider-man where they're, it's so diverse you know what i mean he, he crosses a lot of boundaries with their bad guys but his are really weird like bullseye like i don't know I never had a Bullseye. lot of fucking fear or faith in Bullseye. He was kind of a, a joke character to me. I'm a big Daredevil fan. Oh, definitely, but you know that Netflix is going to make him, like, a terrifying serial killer. Oh, my God, he better. Colin Farrell ruined that for me. With the toothpick in the throat. <laughs> and the, the peanut ricocheting off the airplane tray. Yeah. yeah, 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 that was crazy as fuck, but I was just like, God damn it, dude. This is so... But um, it's the so Born Again storyline that they're prepping for Daredevil Season 3. Hell yeah. And that's kind of what that nun intro was, right? Right, that right. kind of hints right. at that. They're going to get his mother, who is apparently alive. Yeah. Spoiler alert. This is crazy, man. Spoiler alert. He's going to get all fucking compassion-y again. See, that's what I like about Daredevil is he's a mixture of like a, a Catholic and a fucking vigilante. <laughs> like two different kind of people that weigh the law and his own law in his own hands. So it's like constant balancing and contradiction. You know what I mean? I think one of the most underrated characters in Marvel is the is the preacher at his confessional. Really? That that dude takes so much shit, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, if you, I'm a priest, I can't say beat these people up, but if you gotta do it, like do it. <laughs> that dude is a better friend than Foggy Nelson, and I will challenge any weekly geekly listener to fight me on that. Better than Foggy Ooh. Nelson. That guy is a better friend than Foggy Nelson. Okay, we'll see if anyone says anything about that. Ooh, throw down. We did have a poll, and Daredevil won for the uh, favorite defender, so that was pretty interesting. I like Iron Fist, man. Who's yours? I voted for Jessica Jones. Yeah? All right. Why? Jessica Jones doesn't want to be there. Jessica Jones has better things to do, <laughs> but she's still like, I live in this city. I'm not going to let it crumble. She sticks around. Is, are you our Jessica Jones, Terrence? I would love that. I, so you, just, yes, you don't want to be here right. and you've got better things to do, but you don't want to see the Weekly Geekly crumble. We appreciate that. 
from the bottomest of our hearts. <laughs> I guess. Thanks, man. Thanks, Terrence. <laughs> Sorry to keep you. <laughs> oh, God. We're losing you. We're losing you. You're falling You're glitching apart. out. Okay, there you are. You're crumbling. Say something. Anything. Okay, everything cool? Yeah. You were glitching out. You're having like a robot seizure. You're <laughs> back. <laughs> Are you feeling okay? <laughs> it looked really bad on the screen. You were like... <laughs> At least it looked cool. Yeah, okay. it did look really cool. But yeah, you can be our Jessica Jones. And yours is who? I am obviously Daredevil. Hell yeah. Show him your cool hat. Can you see? Can you see that? That is dope. Oh, Hell do you yeah. have the camera on? Yeah. Oh, we can see well, each hang other. on. <laughs> She's going to lean no in. No one else can see this, but you can. Here I go. Daredevil. <laughs> it's like leathery, like his outfit is awesome. Hell yeah. It's going to be nice. For all those listening, it is a very dope hat. There it's you the go. It's the bee's knees. It's got the t Terrence seal of approval. The king's titties. Hell yeah. So, if you're going to rate overall... The, def the Defenders as a series, what would you rate it for? For for people who Oof. maybe haven't read a lot of the stuff and aren't that apt on it, are like, should I even watch this? Is it worth it? What would you rate it? I gotta break this down into a couple parts. There you go. If you've never seen any of the Netflix shows, and you're like, oh, this seems cool, I'll just watch them all together, and then I'll see what I like, I would give this, like... A three out of five, like very middle of the road, because yeah, I mean, you'll get all of their personalities, you'll get what you want, but you won't be able to like geek out about it. If like this is your passion, this is like a four out of five, because I want to give it a five out of five. I just, I feel the way about the Defenders that I feel like my mom feels about me. Like I love it, <laughs> but it could be so much more if it tried, you know? Yeah. I love that. No, I feel that. Spoken from the true soul there. So, what was it that that spared you that 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 other star there, that that fifth star? Like I said, the defenders are only any hero is only as good as their villain, and the villain wasn't just wasn't there for me. I feel you, man. Like, I wanted them to be a threat to like New York, but we all knew nothing was going to happen in New York. We, we all knew from the beginning. It just didn't feel like a threat. Right. The entire time, you were like, they're going to get it in the end. Right. So, I wasn't afraid. I mean, not afraid. I was, there was no tension for me. Right. Dude, the only point of tension I felt was probably that first building collapse in, in Hell's Kitchen. And I was just like, fuck, this is right. going to get intense. Because they set it up so nice with her... Drinking fucking tea, watching shit on a green yard, you know? Like, that was that was kind of scary to me. But then to have no follow-up, but just a bunch of guys with guns, like, I don't know. It felt like a really cool meetup, but then them just getting some practice in. The big takeaway for the Defenders for me is, if you like anything in the Defenders, you've seen it better in their own show. The hand was... Much scarier in season two of Daredevil when they were scaling hospital walls and just murking nurses. Oh, yeah. Luke Cage was definitely nerfed in this. Like, he was, like, rapping cars in his own show. And <laughs> the show, he's getting kicked around by 130-pound girls. Right. Um, <laughs> Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is, like, pretty, pretty stagnant. She's a mainstay. So, like, if you liked her in her show, you'll like her in this. I'll give you that. Her yes. her detectiveness and her role was pretty standard through the whole show. She carried it a certain way. 
Right. She did not, like, grow or change. Like, Daredevil did. He learned to work with people, which is nice. That's cute. Like, <laughs> he took off the scarf. <laughs> he learned that the real the real friendship was inside him the whole time, which was great. I like that. <laughs> and I hope that this means that they can work together in their own shows. Like, if Luke Cage Season 2 was just, like, Heroes for Hire, that would be so dope. Dude, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping that they do the collab with those two because that'd be hilarious. And then you could turn Iron Fist Season 2 into Daughters of the Dragon, get Misty Knight and Colleen Wynn in there. Yes, I was just thinking that, especially when she got her fucking arm chopped off. I was like, ooh, this is a perfect reason to like give up being a cop and learn Kung Fu. <laughs> Which is crazy because... I got shot in the arm in Luke Cage, and I was like, oh, she's going to get her bionic arm now. And then she was just in a sling for like a week, and I was like, oh, okay. And then she stepped in this one, got her arm fucking chopped off, so You're no like... sling for her this time. <laughs> you were just sitting there rooting for that arm to come off for so long? <laughs> yeah. I really was. I've never felt such, like, disdain for a character's arm. Like, Thank you Every so much. Every time I started drinking coffee, I was like, that shouldn't be there. Spacuto's only reason for being on the show is just taking her arm off. So thank you for your sacrifice, Spacuto. Ugh. Bless up. <laughs> oh, my God. I would, I would agree with you. I'd give it a four out of five. Because, for me, the action was all there. As far as showcasing the heroes. They, they showcased them a fair amount, which I thought was cool. But the story and the villains were subpar to me. And they at least could have chosen one bad guy that wasn't the hand that could have taken on all of them. And it could have been like a lamer reason for this bad guy to show up. And it, if the bad guy was scary enough, it would have been a couple times better than this, you know? Especially if they were just going to spear the bad guy through the chest halfway through the season anyway, you know? Right. And like twist it around and make it something different. Like they could do so much shit with TV nowadays that. Sometimes they just do enough to be like, here's a teaser. It's like a giant fucking eight-hour-long teaser. <laughs> I'm just like, no. Right. And I was like, I'm, I was already going to Daredevil season three. You didn't need to do this. Right. You're just teasing me in between seasons. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It was entertaining. But sometimes, I don't oh, know. Of course. As, as, a, as a season, not as entertaining as some of the individual episodes. Like the... The second half was way better than the first half, in my opinion. To be fair, I wonder if when they're writing these shows, if they're like, are people going to watch these over eight weeks, or is someone going to watch this in eight hours? Because I feel like if I spaced it out, I would have had a very different experience. Do you really think that, though? Yes, because I feel like the anticipation in between episodes, I wouldn't have been as let down by the hand. Because they do some, they do some pretty slick shit in this. Yeah. The, the assault on the parking garage, the hand magically. I mean, I guess not magically. They've been around for thousands of years. They just got C four chilling, and no one is freaked out about that except for the cops. And then they're like, "Don't listen to the cops." No, listen to the cops. That's a lot of explosives. <laughs> That's true. They did do a lot of cliffhangers in between, like the, I guess third and fifth episode they did a couple of really cool things but i don't know man i'm just a sucker like i said for those huge fight scenes so i feel like as it went on those got a little bit more intense especially like towards the end that last episode with uh, iron fist and daredevil it seemed like they had really synced up like they were knocking out dudes with guns together and then iron fist is just like you know what fuck it and pulls his fist out and starts hitting people with it i was like 
Oh, this is intense. Like, he's never actually hit somebody with his fist before, his iron fist. No. So I was just like, this is, like, bottom-of-the-line bullshit. Like, he's really trying to get out of here. And that's what I like. I like when you have to push these characters to their limits. That's the one thing I'll say is they definitely push these people to their limits. Like, Daredevil, definitely. Iron Fist, definitely. Luke Cage didn't even want to do half the shit they were doing. And Jessica Jones was just trying to get drunk and, like, not have PTSD, like, the entire right. time. Like, so everyone is just like, fuck, the entire time. Push to their limits. But, like you said, the villain didn't drive it home as much as they could have. They ended it really poetically, but I don't think they saved it, you know? And I'm curious how everyone's just going to go back to their normal life after this. Like, obviously, Luke Cage can just, like, go back to Harlem. They did a nice thing. They showed Pops, like, barbershop still. I don't know if it's open, but still existing. So right. Luke can take the bus back uptown. Jessica, I suppose, can go back to her life. But... I don't know what they're going to do with Daredevil. His shit is wrecked for a while. Oh, I know. And it's... I'm glad that Danny had some had some change because people complain about him a lot, but I think they forget that he's mentally a 12-year-old. Like, that plane crashed and he was, like, raised by monks. So people call him immature and it's like, yeah, because he wasn't raised by anyone. Right. He's literally, like, doesn't know how to count, man. Like... I mean, if you think about it, realistically, they're not going to, like, teach him math. They're not going to teach him proper English. Like, I'm surprised he can speak so well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised Danny Rand knows how to speak English so well. But Stick calls him a thundering dumbass, which is true. Right. It's he does weird. dumb things. Right. He, like, he, he's very emotional, right? He, does, he doesn't use judgment very well for irrational. being a monk. Yeah. Exactly. Like, lighting up his fist in that final fight was dumb as shit because we all knew that his fist was the only thing that could open the door. So the smart thing to do would be to use your crazy kung fu and take this 130-pound bitch down and not light up your fist. Right. I was telling her right, right as she was leading him over there and talking to him and untied him, I was like, watch, she's going to trick him into using his fist and then block it or then move out of the way and he's going to hit that down. And she's like, what? And then it happened right as she said, what? And I was like, that. It was so funny. There was a of couple things. I was just like, it's a little too predictable, you know? But, like, the thing is, like, Danny Rand doesn't watch these shows, so it's, like, not cliche to him. Right. But, like, any of us with Iron Fist would be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't light this shit up down here. Right. Maybe it's a good idea not to give them what they want. But I, I was very surprised that it was Shao Lao's uh, skeleton. Yes. That was crazy. You were geeking out, Tori. She was like, are they inside of it? Are they inside of a giant skeleton? And I was like, yes, they're fighting inside of a giant dragon. She's like, it must be huge. I was <laughs> like, I want it. You're geeking out. You're just like, I want it. And then <laughs> we were watching it, and she looks over, and she goes, wait, is the building collapsing? And she goes, and I go, yeah. And she goes, the dragon skeleton's going to be lost forever. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I got wasn't so sure concerned. if the dragon bones were what was holding up New York City. No, I think that when they drilled... Because it showed them hacksawing into them. I think that's where right. that essence is. It's like the bone marrow of the dragon. So they were trying to, like, get it out of the dragon skeleton. But why will the city collapse if they take because the essence? if that essence is what brings them back to life, so they can right. just, like, maybe be a thousand times more reckless now and, like, blow up more buildings and kill half the city and the, own the city because they can keep coming back to life? I don't know. Or maybe if they take enough of it, they become, like, truly immortal. I don't know. 
Just, all I know is that that plan did not work out for them. The defenders ruined their day. It was a pretty easy plan to crack. Like, find the elevator. That's pretty much the plan. Find the elevator. Like, plant the bomb, find the elevator. It was like My thing is, y'all are immortal. Get some building permits. Like, just drill for that illegally. Right. It would have taken, like, 30 days. Being pretty obvious about the whole thing, to be honest. Send some of those Legion of Ninjas down there with some hard hats. Oh my god, do you know how cool that would have been to see, like, 300 ninjas just, like, bungee jumping down the fucking hole, like, right into them, and then jumping and landing quietly right behind them, and then all attacking them? Instead of That's just a bunch of they... dudes with guns? That would have been sick. They I, should go about that. I definitely feel like they took the easy Next way out season. on that, though. Yeah, I hope they do that a for, like... A ninja fight in Midland Plaza would have been so tight. Yeah. Especially in that big fucking dragon. Like, that would have been a little more appropriate, but... Who knows, man? Maybe they'll do it for the new Iron Fist or possibly Heroes for Hire. That would be sick. Yeah, I think most of the uh, most of the brawling is going to take place in um, Iron Fist or Daredevil. When do they come back? I don't know. Probably next year, next right? Next year, yeah. Oh. But we got Punisher coming out. Apparently they might have Moon Knight as a cast member in Punisher, which I think is kind of a weird choice, but it's a rumor right now. But uh, there's that. I feel like they could do it. Mark Spector is a weird character. You can kind of place him anywhere. Yeah, he's he's like the Marvel's Batman, so it kind of works with the whole vengeance thing and him being like, I don't kill or whatever. I hear it's gonna feature some heavy flashbacks to the war though, so. Huh. That'll we'll be interesting. The Punisher tick. Oh, I know. That's gonna be cool to get inside of his head. It'll be a more of a thriller that way. Yeah, can't wait to watch that all in eight hours and then have whatever mental disorder i have after that right now i know it's gonna <laughs> fuck us up man we're gonna be like ah we're gonna go out and punish people <laughs> the david fincher lighting in my apartment <laughs> you just film a short like autobiography of yourself like and after you watch it that would be fucking hilarious just 300 pages of notebooks filled with scrawling <laughs> just your name over and over but it, it makes a giant skull or something that would be hilarious we're like terrence are you okay <laughs> It's gonna That's where the glitches come from. Hell yeah. <laughs> Your crazy fucking Punisher vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you but read you know, anything good lately? Um, actually, I've mostly been reading um, the all-new Avengers, which is weird. How? Good, but weird. How's it weird? Um, the team consists of Falcon, Captain America, um, Vision, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Nova... Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel and um, Thor. Nice. But Thor Jane Foster. Yeah, the female Thor. Right. So it's a lot of like time travel and dimension hopping huh. and just broke Avengers. So is it weird because of the characters or is it just weird because of like how that how it pans out? It's weird because it's just a weird lineup of Avengers. Like, the Avengers name has some prestige to it, I feel. Yeah. I mean, I grew up reading, like, like classic Avengers, like Cap, Iron Man, like Hawkeye with the with the circus background and the crazy <laughs> yeah. mask. Hell yeah. So, so when you pick up the Avengers and it's Falcon giving orders to Thor, mm. and Thor's a lady, and Thor is cancer... And then Spider-Man is trapped in the negative zone. It's all very... It's a it's a culture shock, is what I should say. It's like too much. Yes, so, I love it, though. Okay, Anything so you love it, morality. but it's, it's weird, but you love it. 
Yes. So Miles Morales sounds like it saved it for you. Yeah, Miles and... I'm going to say something. Hold on. Okay, he's getting something. Oh. Oh, God. I basically He's nerding out hard right now. He's got to go grab it. <laughs> this is my stack of Miles Morales comics. Holy right shit. Yeah. Stack nice. It. So you got a fix going right now. I do. So the thing about Miles is he leads this team called the Champions with Miss Marvel and Nova, and they're what I like to call mantle grabbers. Huh. And I think that's an interesting concept in the Marvel universe of like passing down your mantle. Like Spider Man yeah. can be anybody. Miss Marvel can be anybody, you know? That's cool. So that's the kind of kick that I'm on. And it started with the Young Avengers, which if you have not read, you need to right away. Okay, we'll check it out. That's badass. That sounds Young urgent. And Young Avengers Family Matters are both very dope. Okay, cool. Um, introduces great characters like Patriot, Wiccan, Hulkling. It's They're all related to the Hulkling. OG Avengers. Who's Hulkling? Yeah, they're all related to the OG Avengers in weird ways, and it's fantastic to read. It's huh. just... I read it like four years... No? God, almost like seven years ago now, and I still have it. It's crazy. That's awesome. There's very few I have like that. And read Runaways. Runaways? Runaways is also very freaking dope, and they're making it into a series for Hulu. Okay, fuck yeah. Hmm. That's we'll awesome. We'll have to get into that. That Dude. sounds interesting. If Hulu's going to pick it up. About teenagers who find out that their parents are supervillains. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they're putting that on a Hulu show? Yes. That's so, badass, um, dude their own thing like alex's parents are thieves um carolina's parents are aliens gert's parents are time travelers and they all like meet in this one like ritual and they sacrifice people and their kids walk in on them doing it one day and then that's where the comic starts <laughs> that's crazy yes that sounds like something we're into i love super villains hell yeah we're starting to get into creepier shit too as it gets closer to october october is my favorite fucking time of year hell yeah yes. we're going down to uh a haunted museum uh it's got haunted artifacts it's called the museum of shadows it's in town here and we're gonna nice. go check that out and probably do a little episode about that and then i know sometime i keep bringing it up in october we're gonna do an episode on blood just bloody shit bloody blood. movies bloody everything blood from carrie to fucking i don't care <laughs> anything that's got that blood in it blood. hell yeah bloody it's good let's do it yeah and, and then i kind of want to do a ouija board thing for halloween i think that'd be scary of course you do a weekly that's ouija scary. the weekly geekly ouija nice want to curse us all well we have a circular table and terrence can be here it's probably safe yeah. from Don't across it, the country. <laughs> yeah. Like an arm comes out. You get me to do. An arm comes out Once of your computer. Moving, just disconnect. Right? You're just like, fuck, 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 hang up. It'll oh, I'm so through. sorry I lost you guys. It must have been a ghost. You call us back and we're just like dead. And he's like, ah. <laughs> we're like hung from the it ceiling or something. the next one of those damn movies. It's what like the ring. Called? It's like the ring, but it's like some kind of virus where you okay. Skype with someone and Ouija and they get into your fucking shit i would just screenshot it and say, show it to the cops be like i had nothing to do with it this is how they looked when i found that shit <laughs> I, is... I called them and someone answered it wasn't me i'm way over here 
You know what I would go t- into my uh, lobby, wave to the security cameras, like, nah, I was here. <laughs> that, what if it was you and you just figured out a way to kill us via Skype? Or That'd be the perfect travel. crime. Yeah, like, what if they saw your security cameras and I was there? It was, like, some six-day shit and, like, I'm a clone and Arnold Schwarzenegger's tracking me down. Yes, our security cameras, the ones that we have. <laughs> They're very fancy and they shoot lasers, so no one come near our house. <laughs> <laughs> it's true he's not lying and we have a three-headed dog so back off that's right his name is fluffy well that was just leading in but uh yeah dude that's awesome that you got into that i kind of i've never read anything that's got like someone passing down a mantle i guess i've ha- i've read different versions like spider-man 2099 stuff like that right. where it's an alternate reality and it's just someone else and i kind of like that too but i should check that out young justice league I'm sorry, Young Avengers, fuck. Young Avengers. Young All Avengers. Of them are related to the original Avengers okay. in weird and fantastic ways. That's kind of funny because it's kind of how things are. Like, if you think of like living in a big city and corporations and government, it's like you have to be someone's kid to kind of get a name in somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's very like nepotism Avengers. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm going to check that out. I've kind of gotten into Iron Fist a little bit lately, but I just bought. Uh, a Star Lord comic, Star Lord Grounded, and it's fucking weird. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. It's a uh, Star Lord, but he gets stranded on Earth, like years later, in New York, and becomes a bartender at a supervillain bar, and is trying to earn enough money to get off Earth again. But like the Avengers hate him right now. They got in a huge fight, and he ends up go- going to court because he used his guns in public and the court takes his guns away so he has to do like a a thousand hours community service and earn up all this money to get his blasters back when he gets off earth it's really fucking depressing but like at the same time it's kind of cool it sounds like something that like marvel likes to do because i remember in like the 70s they grounded silver surfer and he had to like learn humility to get his board back yeah it's like he's the silver surfer it's like his story that kind of makes him more of a man. You know what I mean? He like has to figure himself out. Like Kitty Pride dumped him. The Avengers won't talk to him. No one's gonna help him get off Earth, and he's still got like his issues and shit. But uh, it's just really fucking funny watching him have to like go to a retirement home and hang out with this old guy for community service every day. <laughs> and it's become this crazy story, and I won't spoil anything, but like he's like i said he's a bartender in this super villain bar so he gets into a lot of trouble and eventually him and daredevil actually meet up so i thought that was really funny i was like hey we're doing defenders and i literally just bought this the other day and i was like that's fucking a coincidence but it's it's a really good yeah it's one of those like earn your right backstory like thor where he gets banished and he has to earn being thor again it's like it's the comeback kid is what i call it story for star lord but i don't know they do so many weird little story arcs in, in Guardians, it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes. Like, I didn't even know this happened. There's been 20 events that have happened in the last six months because I haven't been paying attention. I'm just like, fuck. Right. I thought I was up to date, you know? You disappeared. And babe, you got, what'd you buy? When? When Last time we went comic hunting, what'd you get? Oh, the Daredevil. And I also got a Who Framed Rogers Rabbit comic, which was really interesting. Yeah, that was really cool. Here, I got it right here, actually. I needed it. This is... Now, is that a continuation of the story? No, it's like literally the movie in comic form. Here's the one I got. The Star-Lord Grounded. 
Okay, okay. And then she got the Kevin Smith Daredevil, which is pretty dope. Nice. And then the Roger Rabbit one. It's fucking huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bob Hoskins and everything. Yeah, it was really nice. And that was behind the counter, and she eyeballed it. She's really good at that kind of stuff. We're going to the comic book store, and she just sees all the stuff behind it. She's like, ooh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, good catch right before we check out. <laughs> yeah. You guys are building quite a collection. Has he seen the Wheel of Yeah, comics? thanks, man. We've tried. I mean, Wheel we got a whole fucking oh, shelf right now. Comics. I'm trying to get rid of some of them just because my my – I don't know. You know, like your collection differs sometimes, and you're like, ah, oh, this doesn't fit, and I just don't read it anymore. But we'll see. Are you showing him? Yeah. Look at the page art. It looks like. Oh, wow. For all you listening, it is. I'm trying to think of a style. I want to say, like, Will Eisner, but. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Beginning Very makes old me school laugh. Will Eisner. Um. I don't yeah, know, cartoon strip kind of art, kind of like Tex Avery. Yeah, yeah, but it's literally like, it. like word for word, basically, of the movie, just in comic form. And it's cool because they, when they do the tunes, it's a little bit more crazy with the panel art. But then when you go back to the humans, it's a little more Dick Tracy style, like plain Jane. You know, there's nice. a there's a cool difference in like the composition. So I like that they did that. It's cool just to see the art in some of these comic books, man. Like that's what attracts me to most comics right off the bat is just the art and that might be a little shallow to say because some people are like oh well, i like this because the story i'm like dude i literally some of the comics i buy i'm like it just looks cool i'm gonna read it and then it might not be good it might be good but most of the shit i think i've picked out because of the art has been really really good i mean that's how it's supposed to be the art is the eye catcher you don't go to a comic book store and like i go i'm sure that one has a great plot like you want to like, right. look at it first i although I will say there are some that are beautifully drawn, but the plot is just wearing sometimes. Yes, there are. <laughs> it's it's got to be a give and a take, but... Um, That's why it's good to follow um, characters rather than... I mean, follow creators rather than characters. Right. Because, like, a writer, you'll you'll know their style, whereas sometimes you follow, a, like, a character, and you're like, different writers will write them differently. Yeah. For me... It's just got to be about, like, what it, where's the character going in the story as far as, like, plot? What is it a is it a building story? Are you learning something? Is it a hero you're conquer a villain you're conquering? Is it something huge? Sometimes they'll just have the in between comics that are fillers or like the team up kind of stuff, annual things, but they don't give you enough. You know, it leaves you like, ah, well, this was nice, but I really if there was this attached in a bigger book i would have just bought that you know what i mean like that feeling yeah see i was very confused because when i started reading like daredevil per se the first one i read was a reprint of like daredevil yellow i think okay so i had like an origin story and then i started reading where it was currently which was civil war and if you've read civil war the daredevil in civil war is not Matt yeah Murdock. isn't it oh don't tell me uh, who does he? So he gets Tell someone him. to fake being Daredevil so he can try to not be like everyone. It's everyone starts noticing that he's Daredevil, right? So you're he right, ha right. he gets one of his buddies, and I'm pretty sure it's Spider Man. And if it's not mm. Spider Man, it's one of the Spider Men, right? No. Damn it! Who is it? It is a fellow defender. I'll give you that. It's a that's a hint right there. Oh, it's Iron Fist. I totally knew that. Why did I say Spider Man? But it's uh yeah he fakes being Daredevil during uh Civil War. 
and then after that, Matt Murdock is like, see, I'm not the Daredevil. <laughs> like, you know, but it doesn't yeah. really work because eventually more people figure it out. So, which, dude, honestly, that's like the one alter ego where I'm like, why don't you just admit it and stop being a lawyer? Like, help Foggy out, but continue to just be the Daredevil because you do a lot more good as the Daredevil. That's true, but being a Daredevil doesn't pay like being a lawyer does. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, he could consult for a firm or, like, do something that's not being so tied down, though, you know? But also, Daredevil doesn't work during the day. True. Some dude in, like, bright red pajamas jumped out at you while you were, like, robbing a bank in the middle of the day. Although, he does in some of the comics, and it's kind of funny. Like, in the Star-Lord one, when he first met up with him, he jumped out in the middle of the day and, like, tackled Star-Lord was trying to talk to him. And then all these, like, fans came up and swarmed him with cameras, and Star-Lord just got away. <laughs> it was really funny. And he's like, ah. He's like, now I see why you only come out at night. It was really funny. That's weird. I totally forgot that was Iron Fist, man. I'm, I feel bamboozled. You got me. I'm gonna the put best a weird thing about him being noise. Iron Fist is that Iron Fist was, like, such a good daredevil, he would, like, keep up the weird Catholic references. Oh, my God. It was unsettling. I need to read this. I need to know how Danny Rand portrayed Daredevil. That would be hilarious. When he, when he got arrested um, by Tony Stark, my dude Danny Rand had a piece of silver under his tongue and spat it out, straight <laughs> Judas style. <laughs> that's fucking weird. Dude, uh, there's been so much that's coming up. What else is coming out soon? Kingsman 2. Oh, I'm excited. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. That's, I, the more I learn about what they're doing, the more I'm excited. Like, I know they're making Grandmaster a Celestial now, so that's going right. to be dope. Uh, I just, I don't know. I can't wait to see how they do Scar too, the planet. So. Oh, no. Thor Ragnarok is going to be one of the dopest Marvel films to date. Hell, yeah. Very 80s style. Very cartoony. Very video game. like What's the rating? Like rated R, rated. PG I don't think it's 13. rated yet. I'm gonna go with PG-13. Yeah, I don't Damn. think they'd do an R with a Thor film. But the rumor is it's the shortest one yet. Yeah, but not by much, by like 20 minutes. But it's like yeah. an hour and what, 40 minutes, something. Like I hear that. that it's like 80 percent improv though. So I mean, I'll go watch that. Hell yeah! And Taika Waititi is so funny. Oh my god, Jeff Goldblum! <laughs> I just can't wait for Jeff Goldblum to be in a Marvel movie. I think it's hilarious. What's if up? you want to go back and watch some of his earlier work, I loved Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> What's up, Big Chill? Oh my god! <laughs> Did you see that Rick and Morty? Have you Which been one? Up, have you been up to date on Rick and Morty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the fifth one, and uh, him and him and Jerry are on that vacation. The roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whirly Dirly, and, and there's that alien over there, and he goes, "Is that Jeff Goldblum?" And he goes, "What's up, Big oh, Chill?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It like looked just Joseph like that Jeff telepod. Yeah, that was such a fucking funny episode. That series is doing pretty well. They love their Cronenberg references. Jesus. Oh my god, dude! I was really scared when they didn't come out with the third season on time, and then they did the weird like. I'm not gonna lie, the Sashwan sauce did not give me hope for a great season. This is my favorite season so far. Yeah. And I wasn't worried about it because Dan Harmon is kind of insane true <laughs> and he's gotten more insane so that's good like i was a huge fan of community before rick and morty yes so i've kind of gotten used to the weirdness like waiting years between seasons and he's an alcoholic but he's a genius so <laughs> troy and i bet in the morning fucking love that show my favorite show of all time i'm pretty sure that's like the first show like when we when me and tori started dating i just kept watching it with her 
and it's the one where it's like you you just want to watch all of it with the person you're dating because you feel like it's, a, it's an experience and she's just like oh my god you're watching this constantly <laughs> and then we did that with like daredevil and the office shows like that, that yes was i definitely relate to that <laughs> so certain shows like that you're like you have to experience that with the person you care about because they're just so good oh the office parks and recreation parks and recreation <laughs> that's a good one or alone at three o'clock in the morning hell yes those are the those are the perfect ones yeah. Hell yeah. 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 I sleep with this Troy and Abed poster over my bed. Oh my god, are you serious? Oh, shit. I need to see this. Do you sing the tune in the morning? Oh my god, that's perfect. It's a pop one. Oh, of course, I got the NPC pillow. Hell yeah. You got your own little geek room going on in there. Yeah, I like it. Has you oh, seen yeah. the Wheel of Comics? Hell yeah. You've seen the Wheel of Comics, right? I have. Hell yeah. Wheel of, of comics. comics. We need to change those out. I don't even know what to call it. You guys got a creep show going down in your basement. That's what I'm going to call it. It's oh, weird. I know. The fucking... I, I showed him the all the artifacts you oh, have. Oh, my medical kits. And, and creepy stuff. Yeah. My bags. <laughs> yeah. Tori, I love you, but you're going to get your ass haunted. She, she, I'm I think she trying. already has. <laughs> Creeper. I'm already trying that. I was supposed to buy some artifacts, but I'm still waiting to hear back. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. I want them. Anyways, I know I'm creepy. So Terrence. if I ever die, it's, it's her. Okay. Like just call the cops. Area codes 402. Oh, really? <laughs> If any of the artifacts are missing, we'll know exactly which one she stored your soul in. Right. <laughs> she buries it in the backyard or something. He's not yeah. supposed to know. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> hey, speaking of dark and creepy shit, did you see Death Note? I did not. I heard it was terrible, and I like myself just a little bit, so I didn't. I don't know what to compare it to because I didn't know what it was before I watched it. You know, I never knew it was a comic or anything. And so okay. everyone, I heard everyone hated it, and then I watched it, and I don't think it was that bad, man. All right, see, that would be me, because I have no frame of reference. Right. Everyone was like, it's an abomination, and I was like, so was most <laughs> things that we watched, but who cares? You know what? So was Human Centipede, but I like that. <laughs> and they made three sequences of that bad boy. Right, so get off my tail, America. Like, no, seriously, it was pretty good, though. And William Defoe as the creepy... Kiyu Demon was really it was convincing. He has a creepy voice, so they they was a good ad. Okay. See, I'm a huge fan of Keith Stanfield from um Atlanta and Get Out. Oh hell yeah! I haven't seen Atlanta yet, but I I really want to because I'm a huge Childish Gambino fan. Like everything he does. Oh. Fuck! I can't call him his real name because I don't want to. <laughs> Childish Gambino is just more fun to say, but I like all this shit. Especially in Homecoming, man. That was such a cool role. Him as the Prowler. Oh, great him, yeah. So I hope he comes back. Levels. But, hell yeah. Hell what are yeah. you doing over there? Nothing. Taking pictures? No. You creeper? I'm creeping. Mm -hmm. Don't mind me. I was going to ask you something, but I totally spaced. Well, you suck. I guess that's it. Hold on. Oh, shit. Can't think of it. Sorry, Terrence. He sucks. Damn. He's the best at being the worst. Yeah, I suck, kind of. Worst at being the best. <sighs> Nothing. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey there. But yeah, dude. 
this has been fun i'm glad you got to like join us this episode yeah this has been a blast good to be here well yeah it's good to have somebody to talk to against the grain you know that's got a different perspective on the other side of the country right right i'm glad we've kept in touch since uh new york con we'll definitely come out next year that's like what i'm saving up all my money for right now so that and i'm going back to school yeah so new york con hell yeah but, both of those are pieces of so we usually do super fights do you have a character that you want to throw out for a super fight and maybe we can come at you with another character I mean, I'm pretty hype about Jessica Jones right now. Okay, okay. Tori, do you have a character? You go first. Jessica Jones. Hmm. Does it have to be in the same sphere? Can it be anyone? That's my question. Anyone. Anyone. I'm going to say Rocket Raccoon. Oof. I'm going to say Groot. Why? Because I love Groot. Okay. So in a fight between Groot, Rocket, and Jessica Jones, who would win? I guess my question is which Groot? Like baby Groot or adult Groot? Uh, yeah. Uh, clearly adult Groot. <laughs> I'm just saying, Sapling. I just watched Guardians too, so baby Groot could get in there if he wanted to. I'll buy well, your ass. <laughs> Gladly watch Jessica punt him miles away. Right, I was going to say that would last one hit. <laughs> Giant Groot, where I am vine wrapping everything. That's a pretty good one. I feel like that's... Oof. That's a hard one to What's... talk out because, I mean, you got super strength. You know what I mean? And you can move. And I'm like... She's, she's durable, too. Right. And I'm the world's... And she can fly. People forget that. What? Jessica Jones can fly? I didn't know that. Jessica Jones can fly. She's just afraid of heights. That's why she doesn't do it. Oh, that's insane. If you'd watched past the third episode, you'd realize... <laughs> I mean, there's a scene where... I guess there's it's... a scene where she has to get up to someone's fire escape and she just jumps from ground level. I guess that's what we get <laughs> for not watching past three episodes. Wah, wah, wah. That's a pretty good skill. Flying? Huh. Oh, man, I wish I could fly. I think Groot would go down first, to be honest. Do you? Yeah. I don't think really? so. Because Groot... I feel like Rocket Raccoon would put a quite of a fight now. I don't think Groot can touch Rocket Raccoon simply because that is the reason he got banished from his home world for having compassion to rodent-like creatures. His home world was just tree people like him, Flora Colossals, and they rodents were like maintenance workers to clean them up and to clean their planet up and to show any compassion to them was a weakness and he did and he got kicked off and then met rocket raccoon so i think there groot doesn't have it in him to hurt rocket so at that point it's groot kind of just being useless and jessica jones kicking groot's ass and rocket kicking groot's ass so i think it would come down to jessica jones and groot beat up groot what do you think Rocket has it in him to fight Groot? No, but I think he's got more ways to incapacitate Groot. I feel like he pulls out one of those like expecting guns. It's it might be over for Groot. Right. He or might be twigs again. He could have right, and then just he'll pick up a twig and put it in his pocket and be like, "We're talking about this later," <laughs> you know? Like he knows he's right. not gonna die, so he doesn't care. <laughs> like in an extreme I feel like situation, just, he's so weirded out by a talking raccoon, she would just like kick it. Right. 
I think it would come down to Jessica and Rocket, but I don't know who would win. I, mm, I'm trying to so because if he he gets her with one of those guns, it might be over. But right. she could also crush it with her bare hands. It, it would really depend on if it's a close ca- battle, yeah. Because I don't know, man. I still think Rocket would win, though. He would figure out some kind of way. Think about all the gadgets he used in the last movie like, alone. The only way I'm seeing Rocket win is if he can get above her. Right. He'd probably stick one of those electric things on her or some shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he can get, like, on her, yeah, but... But if she touches him, he's ripped in half. If she cups, it's over. That's a pretty good one, man. There's some good super fights we've had in the past, but I like this one because it's a good thinker. They're two different characters that you wouldn't expect to be going up against each other. You know what I mean? So, so I, I, I guess I'll if anyone... I've a question for you, though. What's up? It's kind of, it's kind of a, a segue, but it's brought into my head because of the question we're fighting. Oh, no, you're cool. What are the over-under on the Defenders showing up in Infinity War? Do you... Wait, what? Hold on. Say that again. Right. What do you think are the odds of an Avengers of a Defenders cameo in Infinity War? What do I think the odds are? Oof. I think they are slim to none in part one, but I think that they are slightly more than slim to none in part two. I don't get why they would do that. You know? I'm saying like a ten percent chance in part one, maybe a 30 to 40 percent chance in part two right and even if it is it will be like a like they're they're all in the avengers tower and they see something on the news about this team called the defenders and they you know they see something in the background or something it won't be like they come in because that would just be way too much of a distraction from the story it'll be like they'll be panning over the destruction over the or you'll see like Luke Cage fighting one of his yes. men in the streets. Right. It'll be like the scene with Ego where he's taking over all the planets and they he, they show in all these cameos of all the characters yes. you've seen. It's something like that. It's people think get all excited when they hear news like that, but it's just going to be a reference to keep it the same universe, you know? I feel like if they were going to do anything like they would have done it on Agents of Shield a long time ago. Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't feel like is as strong as a show, though. Not anymore, especially. Look at all the new shows that have come out, you know? I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is very good at what it does, especially in this last season, because they figured out that they can't hold a story over 23 episodes, so they're doing, like, two separate stories per season. Like, this season was um, LMDs and Ghost Rider. Like, those were two, like, 12-arc episodes. Oh, wow. I like how they do twelve arcs because it's more comic like, you know. Yeah. It's more issue like issue relevant. Right. Gotham does the same thing. I think they don't go above like twenty something episodes in a season, which is nice. I actually dropped Gotham, but I might go back to it because I just saw the new teaser for this season. Oh my god, looked, dude! When did you drop it? I don't know. Ping- Penguin was in love with the Riddler, and I was I had to be done. That was a controversial point. I'll give you that, but it pays out in the end. Trust me. And that wasn't even why I was done. It was just so. It, that was like this the straw. Honestly, yeah. I was like, why is this happening? It is I a long no start. Just confused. It is a very long start, and honestly, if you're a fan of Batman, you don't even need to watch the first season at all, and you probably don't have to watch part of the second season. It's one of those when things. 
when I quit, I think Fish Mooney still had superpowers, so. Yeah. There's some weird shit. And they the origins of some of the characters they fuck with, but it's they've explained it as it's a separate universe. It's like a different multiverse version of Batman's origin. So I'm like, okay, I kind of get what you're saying, but the way they're tying everything in now with him becoming Batman, it's a little more worth it. <laughs> another question, and this might be the subject of another episode. What the hell is going over at DC? What's, what's happening over there? Movie-wise? They're talking... All right, so... The big kerfuffle on the internet was that Matt Reeves said a couple months ago that Batman was standalone and it wasn't like part of the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, and we heard people, that. People freaked out. People lost their goddamn minds. They started like throwing their panties on the wall, seeing if it stuck. Right. The thing is, <laughs> I think that he meant that it was like a standalone story, like it was only Batman, like Wonder Woman wouldn't be showing up to like right. send emails or anything, which is cool. But then this week they announced that they were doing a spin-off Joker movie that wouldn't have Jared Leto. Yes. I'm excited. It'll be taking place in a different time period. It's going to be the the you remember um the Killing Joke storyline? Yes. It's going to be that origin back in like the gangster times. It's the Scorsese's without, directing. Without Jared Leto. Yes, I'm actually excited for that. I don't like him as the Joker. Which is fine, but also they're still moving forward with Gotham City Sirens with fucking Jared Leto. Nope, they canceled that Joker. for a Harley and Joker movie. They just with still Jared Leto. Yeah, they announced that Gotham Sirens is out the window, and now they're just gonna do a, a, a Joker Harley movie, and then have him in a different thing. I think. But I don't give a sh. I don't care about Jared Leto. I don't want him. I mean, I don't care if he's in the movies, but I don't want a Harley and Joker movie. I want a Gotham City Sirens movie. Right. Well, I, I hope they still do it. Movie. That was just what I heard last. I heard that they were going to do that instead, but No, we'll you're see. correct, but I want Birds of Prey. Right. Oh, dude, I hope they still do that. That would be badass. They need to explain more of the DC characters and not just stick to Superman, Batman. And, like, it gets tiresome after a while, you know, beating that shit into your head, and it's like, okay, I get it. They're the two heavy hitters, but... You got a you fans of that Batman is their moneymaker, right? But they've got you got Green Arrow fans. You've got a lot of other characters that could be made into good movies that you just don't, you know. I'm a huge Black Canary fan. I'm a Static fan. Like make those movies. Hell yeah, Static would be cool. I'm waiting for Static to show up on the Flash. It's only a matter of time. Flash is getting pretty creepy. I. I kind of stopped watching when I knew I figured out who Savitar was in the last season. I was like, yeah. Uh, a little disappointing but we'll see what they do next time it's gonna be more kid flash oriented this time around i heard season four um the villain is not a speedster though so that has been confirmed hell yes cool. finally i'm hoping that the finale isn't someone saying that they believe in barry and making him run faster oh my god <laughs> we can only hope they don't pull another speedster villain in because honestly I'm not going to watch it if there's another one. Three seasons is good, and two seasons of Wells, you know what I mean, fucking with shit. It's like, come on, man. Like, let's Especially just... if your intro is, my name is Barry Allen, and I'm the fastest man alive. No, no you're, you're not. not. <laughs> You've not been the fastest man alive since episode two. <laughs> really no, you're not. Two, you're not the best man. <laughs> That's funny. Hell yeah, man. Ugh. Yeah. I'm pretty tired. Tired. What movie are you um, going to see tonight? Am I going to see it tonight? Yeah, you said to, after the podcast you're going to go see a movie tonight? Oh, no, I saw it this morning. Oh, shit, I thought you meant tonight. What did you see? 
I saw Patty Cakes. What? Is it good? It's about a rapper. It is very predictable. If you want a movie that follows the beats, go see it. Hell yeah. And well, that is a double that is a double entendre because it's about music, so <laughs> <laughs> pulling your collar out. That's the Terrence pick of the week. We'll just call it that. Terrence yeah. pick of the week. Woo woo woo. Hell yeah, we gotta get I'm together and do a... movies this week, so Hell yeah, we gotta get together and do a Star Lord or Star Lords <laughs> Fuck. Star Wars <laughs> prediction episode here coming up pretty soon. Fuck yes. Let me tell you all about The Last Jedi. I will I will rock that. Let me know when that is. Hell yeah. Maybe we'll do that next episode or a couple weeks from now. I don't know. We haven't got anything else planned for now. Hell yeah. Maybe we can do it next week. I'll let you know. Awesome. Hell yeah. I'm there. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our Defenders review. As always, I'm Mikey Colsheen. I'm Tori Kroll. I'm Terrence Crawford. It was good to meet you. Hell yeah. Good seeing you, man. Good seeing you. Yes, it was great to be here. Hell yeah. And we're geeking out. Out.